Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we have some news and notes to go through to update everybody. And uh, we've got some midweek previews there where we have to make some picks. A couple of NWSL games happening early this week on Wednesday Let's get into it. Before we do that, a quick reminder to watch all of our Attacking Third episodes, previews, recaps, interviews on YouTube. Subscribe to our page to get notified whenever we go live at youtube.com slash Attacking Third. Back at it, Lisa. How you feeling today, buddy? I'm better. I'm better. Thank you to right. everyone who who commented and, and <laughs> tweeted at me and was like, yo, get a cough job, girl. I got a cough job. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> One everyone. Whole cough job. <laughs> One whole cough job. I'm so good. I'm set. Thanks for checking in on me. Uh, take care of yourselves. Get some rest, people. Um, it's hard sometimes that people like my friends that don't work in this industry – like I talk for a living. Like I literally, all I do is talk. And when I have a couple games in a weekend and then we record four times a week and I'm in meetings, like all I'm doing is talking. So drink your tea, drink your water, get some throat lozenges, everyone out there uh, when, when you're chit-chatting. Um, I'm getting better at taking care of myself. Don't worry. Uh, soon, one day I'll, I'll be able to, but I'm feeling much better today. Excited to chat some soccer because midweek action happening in the NWSL. We got some U.S. Women's National Team news happening. Uh, we have a lot coming down the pipe, and I'm excited about yeah. it. How are you, buddy? Any, any time we hop on one of these and we're like, yeah, like we're ready to do this. It's going to be a super chill episode. It's like never, <laughs> never ever the truth. That's just simply a lie, quite frankly, that we tell ourselves. You know, whatever gets us through you and I through the day, quite frankly. Yeah. And for you... <laughs> Even we jump on here to like go live closer to two o'clock and now it's like closer to two thirty and news is dropping or our inboxes are blowing up, our Twitter timeline's going crazy. We're like, okay, hold off. We gotta write down our notes, shuffle some things around and give it all to the people. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's just like a again, whatever gets you through the day, whether it's like, you know, for you, one whole cough drop for me, a random (laughs) A random fall coffee drink, like whatever, whatever we got to do to get through it. And we're going to get through it together because we're all here together. Shout out to everybody joining us live. We appreciate uh, whenever you take the time out of your day to link up with us. We're going to start with some of the news and notes portion uh, before we actually get into a couple of the previews and make some picks because we were actually super hyped uh, about this news that dropped um, this morning. And there was some news that also dropped yesterday morning as well. So we're going to just chat a little bit about that collectively. U.S. soccer announcing some of the final friendlies for the United States women's national team in 2022. Yesterday, 
Monday, bright and early, they announced that second fixture that's going to take place for the United States women's national team on their European tour. Uh, when they head on over to face England, they will also head on over to Spain and face the uh, Spain's women's national team. So we're very, very excited about that. And then this morning, uh, Tuesday morning, they announced their final friendlies of the calendar year will take place in November, November 10th and 13th. They're going to be taking place in Florida, in Fort Lauderdale, at DRV Pink Stadium in Harrison, New Jersey, at Red Bull Arena, where they will face Germany, the 2022 Euro Runners Up. I was absolutely thrilled to hear this news. I thought I was, I thought I was already really like excited and hyped about like, oh wow, this is they're going to play Spain. This is going to be great for this team. They're going to go to Europe, so they're going away. They're taking a trip. It's another. Um, you know, bonding experience is going to be another challenge for for the team having to go against the Euro winners and then a, a really good team in Spain. And then they just absolutely blew me away with this announcement because it's basically the number one ranked and the number two ranked teams, uh, FIFA ranked teams in the world who are going to be going head to head to close out 2022. I'm so excited uh, for, for this and the, the United States women's national team. I am so jazzed. I mean, when they announced England, I was super, super hyped. Oh, yeah. Then Spain, it was like, okay, it doesn't get any better than this. But now the fact that they're playing two matches in November against Germany, right? Number two in the world. USA is ranked number one right now in um, <coughs> the FIFA uh, women's soccer rankings. And, and Germany and the United States are the only nations that have won multiple World Cups. So Germany, they've won it twice. Um, they're eight-time European champions. Uh, but but these two sides, they haven't played in since the 2018 She Believes Cup when U.S. Oh, won. Wow. Yeah, and I don't know if you remember that game, Sandra, but it was in Ohio. U.S. ended up winning that one nothing, but the weather was just crappy. It was horrible, horrible. <laughs> was so, that the most memorable part of that for you? Was I mean, that the weather was it, terrible? It really is when like <laughs> the weather is just so bad at a match. And and at that match in Ohio, the last time USA played Germany, horrible weather. So the fact that they're playing at Drive Pink in Fort Lauderdale, huge because you know, despite it being November, you're gonna get. Like not not snow in Fort Lauderdale. Meanwhile, Harrison, New Jersey, at Red Bull Arena, there could be some snow in November. I mean, we get it at that point. But um, this is such a big matchup between these two sides, and and the last friendlies that the U.S. will play before heading into a World Cup year, which is 2023. Um, but but Germany is a team that's lethal, right? They they also. Uh, coming off of the Euros, right, where yeah. they lost to England in overtime in the final. That was 2-1. Um, Germany was without Alex Pop. She she got injured during the warm-ups. This is a team that can give the United States a run for their money. And and frankly, that's what they need. U.S. fans have been, like, yeah. complaining about yeah. – I'm going to say complaining. <laughs> Champagne problems. Yes. Complaining about the competition that the U.S. has been playing. Um, yeah. And it's, it's no knock against the competition that the United States has played in friendlies. But to go up against – European yeah. champions, England, then Spain, who's a top title contender, and then Germany, number two in the world. This is how you prepare for a World Cup. I'm here for it. Look, I'll say it's a knock. 
I'll say that. You could say it now. Look, when people, you know, talk a little bit about some of the opposition that the United States has, has gone up against in 2022, I'm like, stop it. You're knocking. You're being disrespectful to the opposition. Uh, I loved those games against, um, you know, when they went up against Colombia. And I loved Damn. watching. I loved watching every single match during the CONCACAF W championships. And quite frankly, yeah, it is disrespectful when anybody was just like this. These these aren't serious teams. Right. Don't 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 refer to CONCACAF nations as unserious to me. I'll clown you. So. I just am like, real, but on the other side of that, like I am absolutely thrilled for these matches because that was mm-hmm. something that was coming out throughout 2022. These complications that kind of came into play for U.S. soccer try, when it came to trying to, um, you know, nail down some some opponents for the United States women's national team during this year in the lead up to uh, in the lead up to the CONCACAF W championship specifically. Right. It was like, oh, no, it's like this team is is not being uh, adequately prepared. Uh, You know, these aren't suitable teams or programs to go up against. Um, And that was just a bunch of baloney, quite frankly, you know, because (laughs) because they got they got some good they got some good challenges during that competition specifically. Yes. uh, You know, they ended up coming out. uh, on top so i think maybe this 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 for me it's like a it's a good transition i think when we're looking at these 23 players uh moving into the the end of the year i think it's a good transition for them this is clearly a group that andonovsky and his coaching staff has been calling in and out of camps for quite some time and they're looking for this next phase in the build-up to the World Cup to start having these types of challenges. And obviously when things mm-hmm. come into play, like navigating this sort of evolving pandemic and like trying to get on the same page with other programs to schedule things, whether it's overseas or visiting teams coming to the United States, uh, it turns out it's worked out kind of nicely. Uh, and yeah. so now they're going to close out their year, not just against one not two, but three, three top ten were you know ranked teams in the world. So we're talking about you know England, I believe is at number four. Obviously, yep. Germany number two. I believe Spain is at number eight. So the fact that you're closing out your calendar year with sort of you know a trio of of top ten world ranked talent, I think is a kind of a good you know uh, you know transgression of things for yeah. for this team. Yes, yeah, I have, so USA is number one, Germany number two, England number four, and Spain number eight. So. Uh, three incredibly talented teams to close out the year. That's huge, but it's, it's almost a little bit more important that they're different teams, yeah. right? We're, the United States is going to face very different styles. I mean, even when you look at teams like Colombia and Nigeria that the U S has recently faced in, in oh, those yeah. friendlies, like incredibly How different was that second match. Amazing. I mean, like uh, Nigeria put the United States under so much pressure defensively. And and yes, I mean, there's a million different ways to do that. But when we're looking ahead to these fixtures in October and November, the what the United States is going to see from a team like England that is reigning European champions versus a team like Spain versus a team like Germany, they're incredibly different styles of soccer, right? Spain is going to be very, very technical. They're going to try to work through the midfield. They're going to try to um, uh, be really crafty on the ball and, and move it around. Germany, they're going to look to possess, right? They're going to keep possession of it, be incredibly physical, a matchup against the United States. England might look to go a little bit more direct. They've got some really heavy hitters in that that matchup as well. So that's something that, it, it, to me, it's not 
the name on the above the crest. It's not the country on the jersey that matters. It's the style of play and how that is going to challenge the U.S. And they've been challenged in a variety of different ways. And a lot of times we've talked about with these young players, um, if they're the U.S. young players are going up opposition, low defensive block, how do they break that down? What do they do now? it's a whole different page because they're going to go against teams that are just going to run and gun at them and hit really, really hard. How do they handle that? How do they handle potentially going down in a game first and having to work their way back into a game, going up and maintaining a lead? There are so many different factors in this. Um, And then, I mean, on the other side of it, yeah, I'm super excited to watch these matches. I mean, Germany, (laughs) USA, like that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, you know, sort of hearing you say like, like listening to you put a date on it, like a timestamp on it like hey this is actually the last time that they face this team and I was like wow that's quite some some time, time between 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 facing these two teams so um exciting stuff I'm sure you know uh, we're going to keep an eye on it we're obviously going to be doing coverage of it so everybody again stay tuned subscribe right for sure for sure and fans who want to see Germany play they're coming to the United States go get to Harrison New Jersey get to Red Bull Arena get to drive pink in Fort Lauderdale because this matchup is this is going to be a World Cup matchup between Germany and the United States 100% because these are the squads that obviously for the U.S. we've already seen that consistency from Vlako Ananovsky about which players he's bringing in which lineup he's most likely going to continue to move forward with into 2023 and same goes for Germany this is a, a literally World Cup matches being played on American soil um, in a month, in like three months. Yeah, and you want to see those players go up against those types. I want to be there. I I'm going to get myself there. there. I'm like, wait, see, yeah, I want to see some Harrison dice. I'll get there. I'll be there. I want to see this. <laughs> I know you're closer. You should definitely. We'll, we'll we'll definitely talk about that off mic. See how we can probably get you there. Uh, staying staying in the course with 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 news coming out of of U.S. soccer. We just wanted to note and keep our listeners up to date that on Monday it was announced. Uh, by Sally Yates, who is leading an independent investigation into allegations of abuse and behavior and sexual misconduct in women's professional soccer, is nearing its conclusion. And it was a simple statement that uh, also uh, stated that the a full report will be published by U.S. Soccer uh, in, by early October following its uh, completion of the investigation. So perhaps just a bit of a, a footnote in terms of an update of... Um, some things that are probably, mm-hmm. you know, going to to turn some some eyes for for sure. I would imagine um, an investigation that's been ongoing for the last year, quite frankly, will have some some new updates. And um, I think folks should probably just get themselves in, in a mental state to, yeah. to go ahead and, and prepare to to sort of receive that information. Yeah, I mean, and this is a very lengthy investigation. It, it was said earlier this year by Yates that it's not just an investigation of the perpetrators and the people that did these things, but um, the system and the people that hired them and the people that worked around them. So it's not just um, the the sole person that did this, but everything involving them uh, to really get to the root of the cause to stop that. So it is a very lengthy investigation. Um, I, I I honestly like that they gave us a little bit of an update because we had known yeah. that towards the end of this year, we were most likely going to get those results. And now it's it's September, first, second week of September, we're getting a check-in and they're like, hey, we're, we're still working on this. October, you can expect some details. Um, and that transparency is huge. I know 
a lot of people want that. They, they want the transparency to know kind of how this investigation went about, how it unfolded, and obviously what the results are. And, and then moving forward, how does this never, never happen again uh, to find the truth, make those changes, and then move forward and be better and stronger? Yeah, we'll be keeping an eye on that uh, for sure. And obviously you have to to comb, uh, comb through it and uh, be able to be able to chat about that with, with each other and uh, inform our, our uh, viewership as well. But to sort of maybe pivot a little bit into perhaps a combo of USWNT and NWSL news, uh, we saw uh, a couple of things drop before uh, we hopped onto this episode. Number one, congratulations to New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. They've extended their partnership with Red Bull Arena. So we're going to continue to see Gotham uh, host their games in the great state of New Jersey. So congratulations <laughs> to them, Lee. <laughs> Lisa, I am dying Lisa. laughing at that. I, no, dirty jurors all the way. I can only say that because I'm from Philadelphia. <laughs> right on, right on. And uh, another bit of news we saw uh, Tobin Heath posting to her personal Instagram where it looks like uh, from live from a hospital, unfortunately, appears to have undergone a knee procedure. So we just wanted to extend best wishes. And uh, hopefully she she's on, on a quick, uh, quick up and up after that because, well, Rain, made a move for this player. It was very, very cool to be able to see her make her return. A bit of a statement goal or two that took place um, for, for her and the rain. Mm-hmm. And she joined up with Laura Harvey and the squad. Um, and hopefully this will lead to uh, to the better things for, for both parties uh, on the picture. So uh, when there is uh, more official news about that via the club, we'll, we'll obviously um, fill in the blanks there. Uh, but we'll see what happens moving forward for O.L. Reign. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Haley Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski. And uh, let's make some picks, Lisa. Let's talk a little bit about NWSL action. There are two midweek games that are happening this week. Tomorrow, in fact, if you're joining us live. And perhaps this is a good moment to make a little bit of a programming note, just to let everyone know it's the final month of the regular season. Um, and that means there's probably, there's not probably, there are going to be more midweek matches on the horizon. So if you're used to coming here and getting, um, your previews, listening to us, make our picks, um, doing recaps that will obviously include midweek matches going forward. So we're like, you're likely to have more opportunities to hang out with us live, um, and see us do more recaps with the midweek fixtures. There's only three match days left yeah 
and they're gonna those weeks are gonna include midweek matches um i'm like shocked right now i'm just like counting the schedule as we're on this live i mean i don't i know overwhelmed (laughs) yes i'm 100 overwhelmed like i know it is september we know that the nwsl championship is the end of october and you have to leave Uh, if six teams make the playoffs first team two teams get a bye you have to leave so many weeks for playoffs and yeah that means there's only three match days left in the NWSL I'm completely overwhelmed because um hopefully I mean like most likely the match days played have like even out at this point because the disparity was so so large yeah. before but but right now all the teams are, are hovering around 18 that's like the, yeah. the average right now we've got San Diego Houston with 19 a couple teams with 17 matches played Angel City uh North Carolina but Overall, it's 18. So it's not this huge uh, games played disparity and and having games in hand because uh, there's only three match days left. Crazy to think about. But um, I like the midweek action and I like the games that we have to preview coming up. Yeah, gives us a gives us some some things to to chat about whenever we link up in the middle of the week here. So there's two coming up. Uh, on on Wednesday. Let's start with this first one here. It's going to be North Carolina Courage versus Angel City FC. Lisa, let's make a pick. Who who are you looking at in this one? We've got a couple of teams on the outside looking in, trying to make that push, trying to make that leap. You got a winner in this one? First, I want to shout out Tyler Green in our chat. He says he lives for chaos. Uh, yeah, ditto. <laughs> right See, that's why we're here, right? Isn't that all why we are fans of, of this beautiful game? Um, North Carolina, Angel City. For those that missed our weekend recap that we did yesterday, you can go check that out. Uh, but North Carolina, they smashed Racing Louisville this weekend. Uh, five to one. Yeah. It was incredibly dominant. Uh, we know that North Carolina can win the games, can put up goals, but they've also been scored on a lot. I mean, the goal that came for Louisville was an incredibly bad defensive mistake on North Carolina's part. So uh, they need to tighten up defensively. Is this the match that that it happens against Angel City? I sure hope so, because for North Carolina, they need to start picking up points. Um, they, they've scored an incredible amount of goals, though. When you when you look over their last several matches, 21 goals scored in their last six home games, and they've picked up points in those. So North Carolina has scored three or more goals in six straight home games. And in that 21 goals of that those six-game homes, uh, that is a record in NWSL single-season league history. So they're breaking records. They're doing things. Dabinia is coming off a brace. Caroline is coming off a brace and to assist. Uh, she is, Caroline is only the second player to do that this year. Mallory Pugh did it as well and only fifth in the league to do that. So have a brace and two assists in a game. Um, Second meeting between North Carolina and Angel City, though. The first time Angel City won two to one at home. That was their home opener earlier in the season. Now this match at Wake Med, Angel City coming off of a 1-1 draw to Houston. I think that the the lackluster for Angel City is that they can't stay consistent throughout the season yeah. and then throughout a 90 minutes, heck, throughout 45 minutes of a match. That Their inconsistency has been North Carolina's Achilles heel throughout this regular season. Meanwhile, North Carolina, they can put up goals and, and they can score. And yeah. uh, it, because of that, I, I hope this one is like a crazy midweek <laughs> yeah. high-scoring game, but I still Maybe. see North Carolina winning it at, at the end of it. Yeah, maybe I I'm 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 very very curious as to how this game is going to play out because you literally have the number seven and number eight ranked team 
going head to head. And while there's some cushion between them in the standing, you're talking 26 points for, for LA uh, and 22 points for, for North Carolina Courage, things like this can still sort of have that feeling of a kind of a six point swing, right? Where you're sort of stealing points off of another team. And I don't know. I, I, I'm a little curious. I, I'm so curious about this game because I, I wonder if it's going to have those makings of a midweek match where kind of shakes out yeah. very narrow and like in a draw, right? Or if it's going to have the potential to sort of be that kind of wild, chaotic fixture. And I'm also looking ahead a little bit for for both of these teams, right? How are they going to target this particular midweek match, knowing that they have another quick turnaround on the horizon for them with the full slate of uh, of weekend games that we will preview at a later time, um, you know, in in front of them. So I'm I am I'm full of curiosity, which uh, are are, are very big games. I mean, you're alluding to this, but Angel City, North Carolina play midweek. Then Angel City plays against San Diego. North Carolina plays against OL Reign. So they've got big. Those those are no slouches. Right. Those, yeah. are, those are like big. Those are big opponents. Right. That they're looking at uh, in, in front of them. So I'm wondering if, if maybe we do. Maybe we get that sort of, um, you know, kind of high competitive. Like we need to get these three points now kind of energy, uh, you know, and urgency from both of these teams because they are those seventh and eighth rank sort of teams. Right. Looking looking ahead to, to the weekend. I, I know that. um you know, looking at something when you're looking at sort of the, the matches that that they seems kind of are coming off of with that quick turnaround, maybe something like a home field advantage does come into play a little bit. You get to, to stay in your own bed and you get to sort of follow your own schedule still and just wake up and have your your mm-hmm. game day. So I am curious if the result of that, that big blowout result that North Carolina Cat will have coupled with the fact that they're hosting again is going to let them um, give them that extra added oomph in this game. Maybe it will be the little bit of the, of the X factor. I don't know if we're going to see Ordonez have um, an impact that she's had before another game. She's been navigating a little bit of a, you know, shoulder knock that she took a few weeks ago. And perhaps that's something that she's still carrying. And we, we've seen her kind of have a little bit of a different role, more just sort of creating space and generating pockets of space for this team. And not necessarily getting the goals, but mm-hmm. that's meant other things for Dabinia and Caroline. So I, I I like the way they're playing right now. And I also like the way Angel City has some of their individual pieces. You know, Simone Charlie has been incredible for this team up top. Uh, I liked the return of Jasmine Spencer for Angel City as well. I think she can cause, you know, some some real, real complications uh, for, for some players out on that wing. Um so, yeah, while I'm going back and forth in the draw, I think North Carolina has more in this one, and I'm going to go with the home side. I don't know if it's going to be a blowout, though. I think it might be something like a 2-1 or a 1-0. Okay, I like that. I like that you're putting numbers on it. Um, Simone Charlie, you just mentioned her for Angel City. She's coming off a goal against yeah. Houston. I, I think that could spark something in her, yeah. right? I think she could get a little bit of mojo, a little bit of momentum coming from that. Um, but but when you look at at these two sides and Angel City and North Carolina, um, it being at North Carolina, I think that gives them such a big advantage. Do you think we'll see a lot of players rested in this midweek action, considering Mm -hmm. Angel City has San Diego this weekend and North Carolina has OL Reign? That's a really, really good question. But North Carolina is at home, so that's also helpful. I think the team that – I think if there's a coaching staff that has the – that has the mentality of we should rest players for the game in front of us is going to lose this game. All right. I think we'll learn. I'll think we'll learn right away. If Freya Coom or Sean Naha says, Hey, I'm actually resting some of my players for the game in front of us. 
they're going to lose that game. I agree because you you need wins. And it's not that's not a knock on the players. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's not a knock on the players. It's a knock on the mindset and the mentality yeah. because both of these sides need to pick up yeah. points. We'll get into playoff implications and, and standings after we recap these games. I'll give you a little runaround about what's happening. Okay. But, yeah, they need wins. Yeah, no, I'm with you. We'll see. I think we're both we're both going courage in this one. Again, would love to be proven wrong. That's one of my favorite things when we come on the recap and we talk about how uh, the other team came in, came out and took it to the opposition. But let's take a look and make some picks at the next midweek match. It's going to be a central battle. Chicago Red Stars hosting Kansas City Currents in this one. Look, I love a good Midwest battle, and uh, I love you know, two teams who are sitting in the upper half of the table going against each other. Um, we talked a lot about U.S. soccer and the games that they are, you know, planning to close out their calendar year and how I feel similarly in terms of watching NWSL and then watching global soccer. I think if you're looking at, you know, top, you know, seven to eight teams of, of the world versus like the top, you know, one through six teams of NW. So I think any of those teams can steal a win off any of the other teams. So that's why I'm loving these type of matchups. And I'm loving these types of matchups in the final month of the regular season because they're all, they have these like layers of like playoff energy and urgency within them. But again, this is a midweek match and I'm not too sure if we're going to get that same energy between these two teams in particular, it's something about those Challenge Cup Central Division teams when they go head to head. It's just like a weird energy. I don't know if it's the familiarity. Uh, and then you have the added layer of the quick turnaround. We saw Matt Potter bring mm -hmm. off CC Kaiser, bring off Lola Bata kind of in the hour mark, maybe having an eye on this match in particular moving forward. And then an even further eye, you know, down the stretch, they have a quick turnaround to Sunday. Uh, you know, after after this midweek match, uh, we'll see. Lisa, do you have a winner in this one? Uh, so I'm not I'm not giving it away that easy. I got to talk first. I got to tell All you right. what I want, what I want to see first. Yeah. So Kansas City, I mean, the fact that, as you just said, pulled off Kaiser, pulled off some of those big name players around the hour mark. I imagine that he was looking towards this yeah. midweek match against Chicago, because then this weekend they're home. Kansas City is at least home. Right. They've gone from New Jersey yeah. uh, to Chicago. Then they go home and they play Portland this weekend. So there's I mean. Honestly, like it's tough. It's really tough yeah. on these two sides. Meanwhile, Chicago, they've got Kansas City. And then on Saturday, um, they're at home against Houston Dash. But Chicago's coming off that 2-2 that draw against OL Reign. Kansas City, uh, the late winner over Gotham, 1-0 in that game. Kansas City's on the streak, right? They're 13 games unde yeah. unbeaten. Uh, they're, they're almost about to make an NWSL record 16 games. So, so they're a couple away from that. Uh, but when you look at the history between these two sides, they were in the same group during the challenge cup, Kansas city beat Chicago in both of those challenge cup matches, two to one. Meanwhile, regular season, Chicago has never lost to Kansas City. So in league play, uh, Kansas City cannot beat Chicago. Three wins for Chicago, one draw. That one coming this year in June, it was a 2-2 draw. Um, Chicago also defensively way better at home. They're, they've allowed six goals in eight matches when they play at SeatGeek Stadium. Chicago on the road, 18 goals in 10 matches. So defensively, Chicago does better at home. Okay. Kansas City... On the road, though, 
they're not too bad. They've won their last five away games. And, and this they're is undefeated the in 13. I, yes, <laughs> but they've won on the road their okay. last five. They've won, meaning they've picked up, picked up three points. Do they extend that to six against Chicago? This is going to be the the longest game-winning streak in single-season NWSL history if they get this win. Nice. This is very hard, though, because Chicago is a team that's getting players back. We saw the return of Morgan Gattrall. Will she get more minutes in this match yep. against Kansas City? I sure hope so because I want to see her. If if Chicago goes out full force against Kansas City, which, frankly, they need to do, they need points oh, yeah. and they need to do that, they will get this win. Otherwise, Kansas City uh, is going to pull it out. But I honestly think it's going to be a draw. 100% midweek action draw between these two sides. You lo- listen, you, you like it. I love it. I, I was curious. Is it, it, what Would I issue draws to both of these fixtures, right? Are both of these games going to sort of have that midweek draw energy for me? But look, it's the final. It's the final final month in the regular season every one of these teams has anywhere from like four to three games remaining that includes Kansas City that includes Chicago and look it's the final stretch here I can't go against them okay I'm going Chicago and this one they're back at home they're returning to SeatGeek after what feels like 84 years it has been so long I think the last time they had a home game was in July now they're back at home and seeking where they have a bit of a better record yeah. against opposition this year. So they're better at home than they are away. I think if you're the coaching staff and you're looking at the matches ahead of you, you have to take a real hard look at where you can pick up points and where you can afford to drop points. And those margins are incredibly, incredibly slim. If you're the Chicago Red Stars in sixth place on this table with only one point of cushion between some of the other teams trying to leapfrog you into the final stretch. So I'm looking for, you know, Mal Pugh to hopefully have a strong game in in this one. Bianca St. George's as well. These Mm -hmm. are two players that the coaching staff opted to sort of rest in that first half against Oral Rain and bring on in the second half and try to take the game to the rain. And it almost worked out for him, but they fell just short, ending up uh, with with that 2-2 draw. So I'm hopeful that there's something like an extended minutes uh, for for a player like P.O., a player like St. George's, whether that's a full 90, whether that's something like a 75 or an 80, we will see. I'm also curious to see if we continue to see some different goal scorers for for the Red Stars in in this match. You know, we didn't see P.O., Get one in the back of the net against the goal ring that came by way of uh, Ella Stevens and Danny Colaprico converting uh, the the penalty kick. So I would like to see that as well. I'd love to see somebody like Vanessa DiBernardo get one in, in the back of the net for this team. And I am also curious to see if Morgan Gatra builds on her minutes. Is she somewhere to a full 15? And how do they utilize that, you know, moving forward against a team like Kansas City? So we'll see. You got to draw. I got a winner. We'll see what happens in, in, in this one. I'm excited for it. Uh, fingers crossed the weather cooperates and I get to make it out to this game and see it live. <laughs> I mean, the, Chicago's been on the road for, what do you say, 85 years or something, but they come home <laughs> and the weather is just could be crap. So uh, maybe they'll they'll go back out on the road. Yeah, I mean, midweek actions, though, it's, it, it's so important. So I'm going to talk some playoff implications here it. with this midweek action as we talk what about. What does it all mean, Lisa? Only three weeks, three match days left in the NWSL. So if Chicago wins, they move up one spot 
into fifth place. Potentially they could get to fourth place, but that comes down to goal differential. So I'm not getting into the weeds there. (laughs) Kansas City, if they win, they stay in first place. If North Carolina wins, they will stay in eighth place. If LA Angel City wins, they jump two spots into fifth place. However, if Kansas City also wins, uh, they'll only go to sixth spot. Now, these teams that are playing, Chicago, Kansas City, North Carolina, and LA, they can eliminate Washington Spirit. If Chicago and Angel City win during the midweek, Washington Spirit is eliminated. Otherwise, that's it. No other teams can clinch and no other teams can be eliminated. Um, So, we're at the point in the season where things are happening. Things are happening. Listen, folks, I I got you covered on CBSSports.com. If you need uh, playoff standings and predictions, we've got uh, a post that we update week to week, and you could just try to keep uh, an eye on all the teams involved and and, and where their their standings are heading into the following match week. So we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens out of this midweek match, and we'll be back to go ahead and talk about the full slate of weekends uh, later in the week. Thank you all so much for joining us live as know, I, want to drop a, I want to drop a programming note sorry Sandra Ooh. I want to drop something in here um, I'm taking a couple days off so I'm going to miss you, you need all to. very much yes I know get, get rid of that cough I got to go find some more cough jobs <laughs> um, but this this has been great guys you're in, you're in good hands don't worry I will be back soon uh, keeping track of our predictions and what we did it's just a few days nothing too crazy but um, Sandra will hold down the fort here yeah. Uh, but yeah we'll see how this all runs out and I can't wait to watch this weekend and see what happens yeah, everybody uh, stay tuned for, for over the weekend. And, uh, come keep me company because, you know, I'll miss Lisa while, while she's gone. So uh, thanks, everybody. For, in line. For, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for, for joining us. Make sure you keep a note of that uh, that programming notes uh, in, in the future. Download, follow, and listen to us, uh, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the places. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube to know whenever we go live and lisa and i will be back together eventually eventually we will in the meantime for sandra and lisa roman this was the second third